Hello again, and it's nice to have your company as we reflect upon the readings of this Sunday, the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. If you listened last week to my podcast, I spoke about the devil and his fallen angels and the reality of evil. Evil is basically a rebellion and defiance against God in varying degrees, of course. We were reminded last Sunday that evil is not the same, is not some thing, but rather it is a person who battles against us to steal us away from God. This occurs again in today's Gospel reading in a slightly different way. Jesus exorcises the demon from a pitiable person who is possessed. So today I would like to speak about evil again, but also about authority, because the two are connected. Years and years ago, when I first studied Holy Scripture in the theology I did in my pre-service training to be a teacher, I came across an idea that was quite fashionable at the time. To put it simply, there was a trend to explain away some of what we read in the Bible. The exorcism of those possessed by the demons was a case in point. Some scripture scholars wanted to water down what our Lord said and what he did by claiming that, well, it was just possibly some kind of physical or mental illness that was around in the first century and they didn't have the advanced medical treatments we have today. It was dressed up in terminology of symbolism or analogy, so there was no evil presence there, only an illness. However, this did lead to some people denying even the existence of the devil and his fallen angels. But as one exorcist said, the greatest lie that the devil spreads is that he doesn't exist. Evil is real, and exorcism is real. To read the memoirs of an exorcist or to listen to them speak is quickly to be convinced of the existence of evil and that it is a personal force, not the result of some chemical imbalance in the brain or bacterial or viral activity. Exorcists say that there is still a need for people to be liberated from possession by demons most don't need this extreme spiritual warfare, but all of us can be on the receiving end of temptations to sin, and some suffer from oppression by demons. In the Gospel reading, Christ exorcises a demon, and it is very quick, because he is God, and he wills it. Sometimes, with human agents working in the name of Christ, it can take longer. Christ knew that this liberation from the devil would be needed in the world until the end of time. So, as we will hear in the third chapter of St. Mark's Gospel, he gave the apostles power to cast out demons. It is a power given to the apostles and their successors as bishops. Priests need a delegated authority from the bishop 
to exorcise the demons from people who are possessed. Every priest, though, has the power and the authority by his ordination to do what are called minor exorcisms of people, of buildings and of places, as well as to pray prayers of deliverance. So here is the place to move to the second matter for consideration today, that of authority. Christ exercises his divine authority and the people recognize his greater authority even if they cannot explain or understand it. As I said last Sunday, with the appearance of Christ, the kingdom of God is present in the world at a whole new level. Almost all disagreements in theological matters come down to authority. When something about God or his will for us is unclear, who or what has the final word? In Judaism and Christianity, God has always raised up certain people as his representatives who speak authoritatively on his behalf. He usually gives clear signs that authenticate the authority of these representatives. The most common sign is the working of miracles. Clearly this was the case for Moses. The Israelites believed Moses when he relayed God's words to them because they witnessed firsthand how God used him in supernatural ways. The idea of God choosing to speak to a very small number of people who in turn are given authority over everyone else can be offensive to our modern sensibilities of democracy and egalitarianism. But already at the time of Moses, it was not easy for people to accept. At one time, even his brother and sister complained. Of course, in principle, God can speak to anyone, and he does speak to us all in various ways. The problem is that when everyone believes that they have equal access to God's revelation and do not need anyone else, chaos ensues. This is the problem with the Protestant position and their notion of sola scriptura, scripture alone. This idea was supposed to embrace scripture as the only authority for understanding the faith. In practice, however, history has shown that scripture alone inevitably devolves into each person being his or her own authority. Perhaps this is one of the reasons why the Catholic Church is the longest lasting institution on the planet and Protestants group Protestant groups keep splitting, so that now there are about 40,000 Protestant groups in the world. Thankfully, as Catholics, we have an authority, the Pope and the bishops. The bishops, under the leadership of the Pope as the successor of Peter, guide and teach us. It saves us the stress and burden of having to be experts in everything. How authority is exercised can be another question, especially when it departs from what the Church has always taught and believed. But even if there is faulty leadership, we can rely on Christ's promise that he will never leave his Church. 
After all is said and done, it is Christ's church, not the Pope's church, not the Bishop's church, not even our church. For our part, we must not have hard hearts, but an attentive listening, so that we may hear the voice of Christ and obey his commands. May God bless you, and as always, Laudato Jesus Christus.